Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Turn to Romans 1 for me. I don't want to review because of our time. It is Encounter Sunday. So we just designate the fifth Sunday of every month, which happens usually four times, this year five times, uh, to have a service where we change things up a little bit because we don't want to get just into a routine. We're not coming just for a service. We're coming to encounter the only true and living God, amen? Because he's alive and he wants to meet with you. So sometimes we have to change things up a little bit, or otherwise we just kind of, again, get, go through the motions and we, just, we, we play church, if you will, or we just come to come, whatever that looks like. So we're going to create an environment here shortly to give you an opportunity just to go a little farther, press in a little bit more, go a little deeper with God. And so we'll get to that point in service. I'll give a few more explanations on it. But basically, we just provide a time. If you so desire to come up, have some people pray for you. We all need someone to to stand with us, to lay hands on us, to encourage us, to have a prayer of agreement with us. And and so it's important to do that. Uh, Also, we have our crosses in the sanctuary. One at the back, one up at the front. That We just nail things to the cross anonymously. Write whatever your struggle, your fear, your challenges, and nail it to the cross and then when the enemy brings it up again because he will, you can say, no devil, I nailed that to the cross. Jesus defeated that. I'm not picking it up. I left it there on January 29th on the cross and I'm not taking it up again. And then we also have communion stations here in the sanctuary. We have one behind the booth, one up here and other places. So you can go as a family and receive communion. And I know a lot of us grow up with the pastor leading us in corporate communion or perhaps somebody coming and getting in a line and receiving communion. I want to let you know that you can take communion anytime. We don't have to follow man's tradition. In fact, I would encourage you to break out of man's tradition and find times in your home because really what communion is is putting yourself in remembrance of what Jesus did on the cross and about his resurrection. Can I tell you, I need to be reminded of that every day of my life. And so as a family, as a married couple, as an individual, whatever that looks like, you need to find moments outside of corporate communion here at church to do that. So we want to create an environment, an opportunity for you to come up as a family. Uh, I'm encouraged to head of households, lead your family in it, go back to your seat, find a place in the back, take communion together. It's just as powerful. Can I say it that way? Uh, You don't need me to lead you in that. In fact, again, if we can develop the attitude and mindset that we can do this at home, you might go into the into the pantry and if you don't have saltine crackers, you know, find something else, find a tortilla chip or something and and maybe you don't have grape juice, get some Diet Coke. I mean, whatever that works for you. But you understand the principle's the same, amen? The principle's the same. And so I encourage you in that so there's opportunity for all that or you'll just be able to be at your seat. And so we'll, we'll come back together again at the end and before we dismiss service together. But I, just, I want you to know that's where we're going today and it really fits and flows with my message. So I don't want to review. You can go back and look at that. But we're going to talk about worship. We've taken January to really help establish some spiritual disciplines in your life. 21 days of prayer really ends today, but it doesn't really end today because tomorrow then you're on 22, day 22 of prayer. You'd be on day 50, day 150, right? Amen. It needs to be a part of who we are. 21 days hopefully helps you create a habit of prayer. We need to be people of prayer. This is a house of prayer. Amen. And so make sure that's an important part of your life. We spent time understanding the word of God. You need to be uh, in a relationship with your Bible. Can I say that that way? Because God himself in the Bible calls himself the word. God identifies himself as the word, describes himself that way. So maybe we dug a little deeper or you'll do that. And the last thing I want to express is, is be a worshiper. 
Just be a worshiper. Now, I don't have time uh, this morning in a sense. I, I have so much can say on this topic. You understand that. And so we'll, we'll develop this out in a series at another time. But I want you to open up and receive some things about being a worshiper. And we can get those three things solidified in our life. Can you imagine what February will look like? Now that you're a person of prayer, now that you're in the Bible on a regular, consistent basis, and now that you'll be a worshiper of God, can I tell you your February should be amazing? Can I tell you the way our year becomes better than ever any other year is when it becomes better spiritually than any other year. And what we've done is create some disciplines and give you some tools to do that. And so uh, being a worshiper is important. Worship is love expressed. Worship is our response to what we value most. And, And God is the one that wants your worship. And he's really the only one or only thing worthy of it. And he doesn't mind you showing love, affection, attention, adoration, however you want to say that, to other things. But he does mind when you show them more than you show him. That's what he minds. And so we need to understand that. We need to be worshipers. And we were created to worship God. We weren't created to worship anything above God, but yet through life and through uh, temptations and pressures and just happenings of life, we tend to perhaps maybe find different things that we put in his place. Let's take a look at Romans 1. Here's what it says, Romans 1, verse 21. For although they knew God, this scripture's talking about people that knew God. They're not coming up and talking about people that don't know Jesus or Christ or what's this all about. These are people that know God. They neither glorified him, they knew him, but they didn't show it as God, nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. It goes on to say, although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged, say exchanged, People that knew God didn't glorify God. In fact, they exchanged glorifying God for other things. They exchanged it, glorifying the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being. And it goes on to say, birds, animals, reptiles, and they worshiped other things. It's interesting to me that mortal man will worship something they created and not the immortal God. It just doesn't even make sense. But yet we find ourselves in that place as believers, they believed him, but instead of glorifying him, the immortal God, they exchanged other things in his place. They put some other things first. They gave some time, attention, love, energy to some other things. And again, that's partly what we wanna make sure that we stand against. We do that easily without even perhaps realizing it at some, sometimes. What, what have you given a higher place than God? What do you give time and attention to? And understand that God wants to be number one. Deuteronomy 6, 14 through 15. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. He wants to be number one. And can I say he deserves to be number one? No one's ever done more for you. No human and no temporary thing has ever done more for you than the creator of the universe. God who loves you unconditionally. He is a jealous God. He wants to be first. Now look at John 12 real quick. 42. Now I'm going to move through some of these things, but you know you can get the Tree of Life app and download the live notes, which is fantastic. You'll get all this on there. Or you can go uh, on the website if you have a tablet and you get it the same way that way. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders, listen to this, many even among the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they'd be put out of the synagogue. Listen to this. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. It says people that knew God, even leaders, wouldn't openly praise him because they were more concerned about what other people thought. I raise my hands and worship. Oh no, like people watching me. Can I tell you, there ain't nobody watching you when you raise your hand. There nobody cares, but God does. 
We don't come in and like have a list of people and see what they're doing during praise. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, yeah, okay, right. No, they got, we got our own issues, right? Nobody, let's not stop praising God or should not show him praise and worship because of what other people think. Who cares what other people think? They're not gonna stand with you when you stand before God. So don't be concerned what they think when you're on the planet. So you give worship to God because he is worthy, not because of what other people think. Don't let that keep you. They cared more about what other people think than what God thinks. Don't let anyone keep you from worshiping God. And maybe it's not that you care what others think, maybe it's you just don't feel like it. Can I tell you sometimes I come in here, I'm just gonna be real honest and you can pray for me. I come in here sometimes, I don't feel like getting up here and preaching. I'm just be honest with you. But I get my heart set and I get right to come up here and do it. It's what God's called me to do and I know he helps me work through it and, and I love you. <laughs> but but I, want, I want to honor God and, and listen, sometimes we don't care. I had a bad week. I don't want to, that's the last thing I want to do is go on to worship God. I'm mad at God. He didn't answer my prayer the way I thought he should or would. I, what, what are you, where are you, God? Can I tell you, those are, those are the exact times that you need to worship him. In fact, look at Hebrews 13, 15. Here's what it says. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. Sometimes our worship to God is a sacrifice. That means we worship him when we don't feel like worshiping him. We worship him when we are mad at him. We worship him when we are hurt. We worship him when we don't understand. And sometimes a sacrifice is made. And can I tell you, if it costs you something like a sacrifice, then it's gonna be richer and more blessed than ever before. We sacrifice. In other words, I'm, I'm not waiting till I feel like it. Really, it's better when it costs you something. Maybe it doesn't matter what we like, but it matters what God likes. And you may come in here and listen, we just may, Pastor Cody and his team does a great job of listening to the Spirit of God and, and getting set lists ready. So it may not be your favorite song that we sing every week, and, and it may not be the person leading that you like to hear leading, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We come in because God's God and we worship Him. We give Him our heart, we love Him. We need to be worshipers. It's what God likes. It's what God wants to hear. It's what God wants to see, what he feels. And here's what you need to know. In James 4, 8, this is why you push through. This is why you sacrifice. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Come on. And you know, if you don't feel like worshiping, then you're saying, I don't want to draw close to you. And in fact, the times that you feel like you don't want to worship or you're mad or you're hurt or you don't like it are exactly the times you need to draw a little closer to him, not further from him. And so we worship him. And God, you know, you realize that, that we draw closer to God and, and, and God is so wonderful to meet us there. But can I say this? God made the first move. I mean, you look at the cross, it's a reminder of the move God made. God made the first move. Think about this. If God would come closer to you in February, would February be better? Yeah, absolutely it would. So what do we do? We make our move. God already made the first move. Hebrews 10, says this. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings. Let us draw near. So take the next step. Why do we create an encounter moment? So we can draw near, so we can take the next step, so we can come close to God or closer to God. Whatever that looks like for you, take the next step. Start somewhere. So what do we do? Where do we start? What does God want? What is worship? Is it just clapping and singing and shouting or crying or dancing or whatever that is? Is that worship? Those are parts of it, but there's something deeper. And in Psalms 50, David shows us 
In fact, he writes this psalm, Psalm 50, prophetically, God speaking through David, and I think it's insight into what God really wants. What is he looking for? So turn to Psalms 50. We're gonna start with verse eight and go through 13. I have no complaint about your sacrifices. Listen to what's being said here. This is God speaking through David. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. Why? Because I set it up that way. God set it up that you're gonna bring sacrifice, you're gonna bring burnt offerings, you're doing a good job. By the way, hey, thanks for doing it, doing a good job. You're doing what I told you to do, I appreciate that. But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. You're not making the sacrifice because I need that meat or I need that. He said, you're doing it to be obedient, you're showing you're showing me your obedience. And he goes on to say, for all the animals of the forest are mine. Hey, everything's mine. And I own the cattle on a thousand hills. He goes to say this, I know every bird on the mountains and all the animals of the field are mine. Everything's mine. It's not yours. Those things you bring to sacrifice, those aren't yours. They're mine. And I've asked you to bring them to me. And I thank you for it. But I don't need those but I thank you for being obedient. It goes on to say this, if I were hungry, I would not tell you because I don't need you to meet my need. I don't need you, I don't need you in a sense, I don't need you to, to, to give me that food. And, and let me say it in another way. Can I tell you, and just kind of a side note here, that's the same idea, the mindset, when we bring our tithe into the storehouse, it's because God has instructed us to, not because he needs our money. Actually, got a bigger amen. In my head, I got a bigger amen than that. All right, so it's the same idea. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? And the answer is no. And really what it does, it sets up the question for you and I. Okay, God, then what do you not have? What do you not have, God? All right, let me say it this way. Worship from you is giving God something he doesn't have. Now understand why, because God has, I thought you said God has everything and, and, and I'm God's and everything on the earth is God's and that's true, but he created you and I as a free, with a free will. So understand this, God is not going to take worship from you, he wants you to willingly offer it. God wants his children to willingly love him, openly love him. God wants us to willingly tell him how much we love him. Can I tell you, it's the same in my family. I, t- I, t- I appreciate when I'm shaking hands with people. Thank you, Pastor, that was a good message. I love that, and thank you for that. It's very encouraging. But can I tell you, there's nothing like my wife at the end set, putting her hand, uh, hand on my knee and saying, honey, that was a great job today. Uh, a few weeks ago, my, my daughter Callie told me afterwards, man, Dad, that was a great service. That was a great message. You, can I tell you, nothing than them willing. I'm still gonna pay everything for them. I'm still gonna take care of them. You, you understand what I'm saying? But man, that really stirred my heart. That touched my heart when she came to do that. That's God, what does God want for you. He wants you to willingly offer your love and thanks to him. He's not going to take it from you. He created you with a free will. And then, man, you want to, you don't know what really touches the heart of God is when his children love on him. When his children tell him how much they appreciate him and thank him. Goes on to say this. So what does that look like then? Okay, I hear you, but what does that look like? Psalms 50 verse 14. So here it shows us three things. Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God. Make sure that you're grateful. Make sure you're thanking God. And keep the vows you made to the most high. That means they're vows. You make vows to take a relationship to another level. And then call on me when you're in trouble. Listen, don't go somewhere else. Don't go to somebody else. Come to me first. I love you. I love you unconditionally. I have the power to do anything. Don't go run to other people. I know when you have a problem. Come to me first. Come see me. I love you. You know what that is? That's worship to God. I'll rescue you. And you will what? Worship me. 
you will worship me. What does God want from you and I? He wants our thankfulness. He wants us to have a relationship that we honor with him. And then he wants us to come to, a, to him in our time of need. What is that to God? That's worship. Oh sure, there's clapping and singing and dancing and all that's part of celebrating and thankfulness and all that, but that's worship unto God. That's what you and I are created to do. So what do we do? Number one, I will thank him. I will thank him with my sincere affection. We're creating an environment for us to get out of the church routine today to thank him with sincere affection. Does that mean God wants me to attend 90% of church services this year? No, maybe not, but I do, but maybe not. And that's, you know, he wants you to come as much as you can because of the environment. Does that mean he wants me to go to the men's breakfast and the ladies' Bible study? Does he want me to serve and treat kids? Does he want me to give to missions? Absolutely, that's part of who we should be. But you know what he wants? He wants you to wake up in the morning and say, thank you God for another day. He wants when you walk out and you see that big orange round thing coming up over the horizon, a horizon say, man, that is beautiful. God, thank you for that sunrise. You are amazing that you created that. He wants you to take a deep breath in the morning and say, man, I thank God for that, God. Thank you for that breath of life that you give me. He wants you throughout your day to be mindful of the things he's provided and show with a sincere heart thankfulness. What is that to God? That's worship. That's worship. Second Chronicles 16, nine says this, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Hearts fully committed. In other words, that means God's like this, looking out over the earth, looking for people whose hearts are all in. I'm committed to you, God. My heart, I'm thankful for what you've done. God's looking to see that. He's looking what? He's looking for worshipers. He's looking for people that worship him. Okay, so he also said fulfill vows. What does that mean? Vows are when you take the relationship to another level. In fact, yesterday I did have the honor and privilege of doing a vow renewal service. Uh, a couple, a wonderful couple here at the church uh, were celebrating 10 years of marriage and, and it was fun. I, obviously I wasn't there where I wasn't there in their first time so to celebrate with them their renewed vows. And, and I love that because it's a reminder, the vows are a reminder of, of that. You know, we have a relationship but we're taking our relationship to another level. And can I, can I say this this morning, church? There's some of us in here that need to quit dating God. We just, I don't mean that hard. We need to, <laughs> I guess your response sounded kind of hard. We need to quit dating God. We need to make a commitment to him. We need to give our life to him. We need to make sure we're all in God. I'm not just going I feel like it or when I'm not mad or whatever. We're, I'm making a commitment to spend my life with you. I'm, I'm taking it to another, I'm going to exchange vows of I do until death do us part. But really when you die, then you're with them. So you're never really part. I guess it doesn't work. But it's this whole idea of I'm making this commitment to you, God. I'm taking my relationship with you to another level. What is that to God? Worship. Worship. So I will what? I'll offer him control of my life. Some of us need to make sure that we've given him control. Romans 12.1 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, because he's so good to us, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Now listen to this next line. This is your true and proper worship. All in. What you do with your life is worship to him. Give him control. It's, this says it's proper worship. Last one, gotta finish. When you're in trouble, call on me. It says when you're in trouble, call on me. Number three, I will include him in everyday life. I will include him in my everyday life. Include him in your job, include him in your marriage, include him in your meals, include him in your finances, include him in your gatherings, include him in your ball team, include him in your friendships. Just include him in every part. It's worship to God when he gets to be a part of your whole life. 
God wants to be a part of your whole life. Listen, he doesn't want to be just your Sunday God. He wants to be your Monday God, your Tuesday God, your Wednesday God, your Thursday God, your Friday God, your Saturday God. He wants to be involved in all of it. What is that? Worship to him. It's worship to him. He's not going to take it from you. But it touches his heart when you freely, willingly give that to him. So let me close with this thought. What does God really want? God wants, what God really wants is relationship with me. My life, my actions, my thoughts are all expression of my worship unto him. And the question is, where is he at in your life? Is he at the top of your list? Oh yeah. Well then your actions and your thoughts and your habits will show that. He wants to be number one. He wants to be at the top. He deserves to be that. There's nothing else, no one else worthy of our top ultimate worship than God. He is the top. You know, we live our life that way. That's what it's, it really expresses to us to do, to live our life that way. I want to encourage you this morning, <clears throat> before we get ready to move on into our encounter time, which is, again, just an environment we've created for you to do the things that we just expressed. But it begins for everybody. It begins for everybody with a relationship with Jesus Christ. It begins with having Jesus as Savior and Lord. I mean, that's really where it all starts. That's how we have this relationship. That's we give our life to him. We go through a divine exchange where we say, I do to Jesus. We accept his invitation to a life beyond a life we could ever live by ourselves. And so before we move forward to engage God in a time of encounter, if you will, face to face, we need to make sure everybody has an opportunity to know Jesus so they can do that as well. Because all these things we talked about are great and wonderful, but unless you, don't have, unless you have a relationship with Christ, you're just still living life in your own strength. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.